What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 114.3, and we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza 5. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, uh, what feels like the longest game we've ever done, which is not true, but it does feel long. <laughs> um, relatively short chapter here, or short section, I should say here. At least it felt shorter than normal. Yeah, it definitely did. It felt like the yeah the yeah. short the short section in the long game. Yeah the 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 first two chapters of the section was was standard length I would say, and then the last two chapters was like I mean that third chapter was literally going someplace and having a fight and that's it. Yeah, I was like oh wow okay. So as we have experienced in all of the new sections in Yakuza, uh, we switch characters. Um, and uh, this time we're switching to a character we've never met before. This is the first time we have seen this guy in a Yakuza game. Uh, Tatsu Shinada is his name. And we start off the past. Start off 15 years earlier. Uh, Shinada... Uh, is a, a professional baseball player. Uh, he plays for the uh, the Wyverns. The Wyverns, I guess is how you pronounce it. Wyverns, yeah. I think. Wyverns, Wyverns. I think so. It's always been a weird uh, word. Yeah, and um, he uh, is. Um, this is his first major league game. He's been on the team for a few years, but he's always kind of played the bench for the longest time. But uh, this time, uh, in particular. Uh, for some reason, uh, the the head coach, the manager of uh, the how do you pronounce this this city? Nagoya. Nagoya. Yeah. Nagoya um, has decided to uh, have a pinch hitter uh, in the basically the final <laughs> the the final at bat. Yeah, ninth um, inning for sure. Ninth, ninth inning. Uh, there's only. Um, I think it was what, a runner on second and third. Yeah, maybe two outs. <laughs> yeah, two outs. Zero zero. Um, yeah, and they're they're bringing in this no name guy that hasn't played a single a single inning in the majors, uh, and everybody's kind of like, well, why are they doing this? But okay, and uh, he comes up the bat and. Uh, it's taking curveball after curveball after the, um, uh, it's the Tokyo, and I don't, I thought it was Giants for the longest time, but it's actually Gigants. Yeah, Gigants, I don't know, Gigants. Giants. I thought it was Giants. I, well. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was kept looking at Giants, and I was like, wait, that's not how you spell Giants, it's, it's Gigants. <laughs> but, um, uh, so yeah, um, he's getting curveball after curveball. Uh, but every time he gets when he swings, always makes contact, uh, but always fouls it off. On the sixth pitch, here comes the fastball, and Shinada makes perfect contact with it, power swing, and it goes all the way to the bleachers. Home run, they win the game. Okay, that's what we get. That's that's what we get in that cutscene, you know. Uh, but 
we now cut to present day, 2012, um, and Shinada is living in a very, he's living in a shack that's on top of a building. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the places people live in this game, I don't know, maybe I didn't see that cross-section. If it's representative, I didn't see that cross-section in my trips to Japan. But these are some, yeah. you know, like even, even earlier, like there was no chairs, you know, it's kind of a sit-in-the-floor table. Yeah. I mean, if this is 2019-ish, right, that this takes place? Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I, I guess he's hard up for money, and that that's pretty clear. Which is kind of neat that they kind of, that they reflected it in the way you play. Normally, I feel like you get loads of cash just for fights, and as you kind of mentioned before, you don't really get that here. No, I, I sent you a text yeah. thinking that I was stuck at one point. Um... So yeah, um, he he's living very frugally, and he has to. Um, uh, he is no longer a baseball player. Um, he now is a writer for an adult magazine. <laughs> yep. Um, he he goes to to local strip joints, massage parlors. And writes about the local talent there. Um, and he's barely making ends meet, if that. And he is in debt to a lot of people in this town. Uh, one of which is banging on his door uh, when we first see him. Um, which we learn later on who that person is. But the guy's wanting his money. Um Gosh, what, what, I, I can't remember what the guy's name is. The Lone Shark? It, it's a, no, no, not the Lone Shark. He comes later. Remember he, the other guy, the the, the the acupuncture guy. Oh, Uno, Uno-san. Uno. He's banging on the door wanting his money. And while he's banging on the door, another Lone Shark shows up. A guy named uh, uh, Takazuki. And he emits this 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 kind of like um, expertise about him uh, and Uno is like I, I, I'll come back later when this guy shows up so obviously when I first meet this guy I'm like oh he's he's Yakuza uh, he just comes right on in like he like he, he, he he's done this a million times and especially like hey um there's a guy banging on your door wanting money. Uh, you owe even more people than me. Um, that's not a good thing. But uh, I'm also here to collect money too. And uh, particularly the interest. He's like, yeah, I'm just here to collect the interest because you have yet to pay me back for the actual loan that you took out. And he's like, well, I'm getting paid tonight because i got to publish an article. And he's like, well, we could do that. Or, I've got a job I've got for you. You can go to work at this uh, metalworking factory. And we can go ahead and get you medical insurance. And then we'll just have you run your hands through the presser. You'll lose about three or four fingers. But you'll get ten grand per finger. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hi, yeah, maybe maybe let me try my way first. <laughs> It's it's it, his section slightly more comedic, yeah, than the rest. It, of them. it definitely has a very lighthearted feel. Even even when he's in peril, it feels 
less serious than than most of the other sections. Yeah, the, multiple things that happen in this this section of the of the game just feels a little bit more bonkers, I should say. Which, but yeah, so uh, I was okay with. You know, I thought it was a nice change of pace and a nice, um, you know, fun section. The one thing, well, we'll get into it a little bit. I, I did have a, a couple of questions on like motives. Okay. So, um, we, we th- this first chapter is basically just introducing him and his life kind of thing, and and. He's going around town. He, he he's actually really good friends with a lot of the the hostess and the uh, uh, the 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 guys that run the hostess bars and stuff like that, like the the maitre d's and stuff. Um, and it seems like a lot of people like his work if they're in that red light district kind of thing. Um, and he has to do a story on Milky is her name. She that's her stage name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he he goes and and does his story with Milky Chan, and uh, seems like they're kind of in a budding relationship. Uh, there, as, this happens multiple times. I ran into people, I did some sub stories with him, and there's like multiple times where he's like straight up just a ladies' man. Yeah, like like all the women love him. So I wasn't sure if he actually had a thing with Milky Chan. I mean, he does at some point here, but you know, is that just part of his pattern? Yeah. But uh, he he also goes to this restaurant that he frequents, and the the guy who runs the restaurant is like, "Dude, you can't be here. You owe so much on your tab. Unless you're here to pay me, you really need to leave." But he's still a nice guy to him. Uh, it seems like a lot of people have been kind to him, but they're kind of sick of him just mooching off of him. Yeah, he's a bit of a lovable loser, I guess. Yeah, which is funny because so. of where he came from. Like <laughs> he was a professional. Yeah, he was a pro baseball player who should have been making a lot of money. Yeah, and much like um, Kiryu trying to live this undercover life where nobody knows who he is. Yeah. So, uh, and, and getting to that, um, at the end of the day, essentially, so there's a few things that happen. We have to go save Milky's brother, even though he acts like he doesn't know who she is. Uh, there was like a uh, uh, he was a security guard who uh, was supposed to be transporting this um, this fancy uh, signed baseball bat from a, a player and it was broken and now the the security company won't let him leave so we got to go save him then kind of found out the bat was a forgery anyway um, but it, it you know it it, it all we all it, those are all minor instances of just like getting you to the next story beat yeah i did think it was interesting that like that small mission in particular ties into the character which i thought was cool you know it it could have been anything that was that was broken but it happened to be a baseball bat and so it it felt kind of on brand on theme that he would be able to recognize you know real bat versus uh, a forgery and and kind of similarly i think i mentioned this before i find it interesting that this game sets you up for street fights so not every single one is a random street fight like there's some that are kind of almost a blend from a story beat and then into a street fight and i think that's i thought that's kind of cool because it just 
it just le- le- lends a little bit of um, context to the fights. There's True. so many random fights anyway in this game. Even if they only did what they did here, which is, you know, maybe five or ten percent of them have some relevance more than a random street fight. You know, it it does a little bit to blend the sections. I thought, which I liked. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but going back, we we do get a uh, we we do get a warning. Um. From I think it was from the the guy who runs the restaurant saying that there was some shady looking dude walking around disguising himself wearing like a hat and mask and glasses trench coat kind of thing I need to steer clear of that guy well we're going back to our shack and we run into the guy and he's like I have a prop- business proposition for you what I want you to do is I want you to investigate what happened 15 years ago at that baseball game. He's like, nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about. He's playing dumb. He's like, no, no, I know who you are. <laughs> and and you, I want you to go back. I'll make it worth your while. So... This slowly cuts into the second chapter, but basically he's like, I know who you are. You used to be a professional baseball player. I will give you how much you would have made in a year if you uncover the truth of what happened. Now, of course... His 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 lovable loan shark, uh, <laughs> Takazuki. Is, is is that how you pronounce it? Takazuki. It's not it's not Z. It's Takasugi. Takasugi. Yeah. Takasugi. He's very interested in this because he's well, well. That's a lot of money. That will get me paid. Yeah, I got the sense that he never really expected to be paid. Which you know, going back to the part where he's got that little hammer. There were, yeah. he, he wasn't actually threatening him, right? He was just kind of making a, a show of it, right? I think so. I think so. Which, it's funny because then he becomes like your your buddy for the rest of this <laughs> as he's trying to get his money by supporting you. Yeah, pretty much. And it, it, they play that off a lot. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'll pay for this. Just Add it to my tag. I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it to it, yeah. Um, but this was this was the you, big thing I had a problem with, though. Like the fact that he would make that statement, "Oh, nothing happened 15 years ago." Like he's not meant to be dumb, right? I mean, he, he's not meant to be a genius, but sure. But th- that was what he worked his entire life for was to get to the major leagues, and then. And then he's getting set up for this fall, which, you know, casts him out of baseball for life. It is literally a lifetime ban. And he just shrugs his shoulders and says, okay, and walks away. This is the guy who, every single day since then, said he's done 5,000 swings of a baseball bat and 1,000 push-ups, right? Was it a thousand or a hundred? I thought he said a thousand push-ups and five thousand swings. 
Uh, possibly. I don't know. And like This is Yakuza after all. <laughs> but like the kind of person who would dedicate their whole life to making it to the major leagues and then after a lifetime ban still go through that kind of regimen, it doesn't make any sense to me that he would just suck it up and leave. Did, did, did I miss something that caused him to want to stay so far away from it? Other than maybe he just felt betrayed? I, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know. I think he, I, I think he was ashamed of what the public saw of him. But wouldn't that kind of person who would work that hard, in my mind, that's the kind of person who would be like, I'm going to – I will not rest until I clear my name. I did not do this. I'm not going to be seen this way when this is the only thing that's ever mattered to me, basically. Weren't there going to be charges brought against him? Mm. And if it – like, remember because he had that interrogation with the police. And wouldn't the – wouldn't the – uh I think the interrogators mentioned something about him being prosecuted, but instead he 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 just left baseball. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean like, that, that that might have been something along those lines, but still, I would think that his lifetime desire to to be there and proving himself innocent would most likely overturn the ban. Like I I can't see how he did anything but that, yeah. given the passion that he he's demonstrated for it. I know. So anyway, what we're talking about, because we haven't actually mentioned what, <laughs> what happened. So the, 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 the night or the, the day that he hit that home run was the last time he played in the league because even after the game, right after the game, he was meeting with a fan and was signing the, the baseball that he had hit. So the fan caught the ball and typically tradition is they, they, they will, Return that ball because it's the first home run you've ever hit. Um, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to sign this. It's yours, man. I, I take the glory of, of hitting the home run. You're the guy who caught it, so you deserve to have it. Hang on to it because it'll be worth a lot of money. And as he's getting ready to hand the ball to the fan, the police show up and they take the ball and say, we're going to leave this as evidence. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we need to talk to you downtown. So... He is being accused of of a couple of things. The first one being he was uh, basically shaving points. He was he was they they claimed that he was in some kind of of fixing of games. Yeah, stealing signs, which is, right? And stealing signs, to which I thought, does this man play for the Houston Astros? <laughs> um, but no. Um, but he he was he was stealing signs. Um, so stealing signs is a a very big offense, especially even in the MLB. But the the biggest thing was is criminal charges could be made for you know shaving points off a game. And because of that, the the Japanese major leagues banned him from playing baseball for life. On top of that, his old manager resigned. Fujita. Fujita said that you know, obviously, it brought shame to his team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to step down. 
And so for the past 15 years, he's just been kind of struggling, trying to, trying to find a way to make money. And I'll be honest with you. I finished this section with a thousand yen to my name. <laughs> I think I ended up with about 500. Yeah, I could, I, t- dude. So I have to say this because there's a part in the, is it, is it, it's either this chapter or the next, I think it's this chapter, the, the chapter two, where you have to take a taxi. I literally couldn't take a taxi because I didn't have enough money for it. And it was only like 470 something yen. Yep. Which is $4.70. And I didn't have that. So I ran around the city getting in street fights. Got tons of little plates. But I was like, where do I sell these? I don't see a pawn shop on the map. Well, there is a pawn shop. It's just not called... I can't remember. Isabu Pawn is what the name of it is. But it just said Isabu. And I was like, well, I don't know what the hell. I think it's just a store or something like that. Yeah. So I finally, I finally had to Google search Yakuza Shinada Pawn Shop, and it finally, uh, it finally showed me. Oh, there's a pawn shop here! Thank God, because I, I literally ran around this city for an hour, and I was like, nobody's giving me money after I beat them up. They're just giving me healing items or, or the you know, gold plates, bronze plates, whatever, which you can sell. So I had, I amassed, you know, probably four plates. All of them were crappy plates. So I got like, you know, 10,000 10, 10, yen. So I got 100 bucks. Well, over the course of the, the rest of the section, I spent most of that either taking taxi rides or or buying healing items. Yeah. So I, I was I was broke at the end of this. Yeah, I was throughout this as well. And that, that's what I meant. I, I, I assume that was intentional because that's how he lives, right? He doesn't. Just fine. He does not getting yens by the ten or twenty thousand every time he gets into a street fight, um, which I thought was kind of cool. But I, yeah, I, I had the same thing. I, I had a very few healing items throughout this whole section. I didn't really need too many, but going into chapter three and chapter four, I'm like, all right, these are going to get harder. So I uh, twice I actually saved up from plates from fights, sold them, bought healing items, then tried to get into a taxi and realized I didn't have any money. So then I had to go do the same thing again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're 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 gonna go. We've decided. Yes, we're gonna go find out what happened. Why was I ejected from from playing baseball? So uh, uh, Takasugi comes with us uh, throughout this whole section. Um, and we're chasing down leads, basically. Like, okay, well, what could we? Who who could we even talk to? Well, maybe I can ask some of my teammates, see if they knew what was going on. So we we go and find one of um, one of the teammates from back in the day. Um, oh, what's his name? Manabe, Manabe. Yep, the one that yeah was the chef. Yeah, the chef. Yep. Monabay. And Monabay, uh, tells us that, well, you really don't need to be looking into this because there's other people behind this, but I heard that the whole scandal was so that 
it would drive out the two Yakuza clans. So that so at the time, back in the nineties, you had the the Tojo clan and the Omni Alliance basically fighting amongst themselves in the city. And somebody, we don't know who, devised a way for the police to crack down on match fixing. All we had to do was use you as kind of like the scapegoat for this. Um, so they set you up to basically have the police say, whoa, there's a lot of, of match fixing here. We need to crack down on this. Now the Tojo and the Omni have nothing to really fight over. That was their big, their big score was, was basically gambling on baseball games. So they both got out of town. Okay. Well, why would they do that for the, like who, who, who would want to devise that plan? Don't know. Um, but after sitting there and thinking about it for a while, and trying to trying to come up with what who 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 would have benefited from this? Well, the there's a family that that kind of came in after the the Tojo and the Omni came out. Uh, Nagoya Nag, Nagoya family, I think is what it's called. Yep. Nagoya family. Um, probably benefited from it because well. Both the big Yakuza's got out, and all of a sudden this new family comes in that came out of nowhere. So maybe they had something to do with it. So, uh, there is... Oh, we, during this time, this is when we keep, we keep getting <laughs> quick time events to dodge stuff. <laughs> Multiple, so, cause, so I had to run around the city a lot, because this was whenever I couldn't find money for a taxi fare. So, um, there was tons of times I'm walking around the city and like a piano's about to fall on us <laughs> or a pane of glass. A few different cars almost run us down. M- multiple cars are trying to run us over. <laughs> and of course they get the same thing like, geez, what the hell's going on? Why is everything trying to kill us today? <laughs> but, uh, it kind of fun out. It's actually a- another person trying, trying to, to, to do some damage to us. Um, and in fact, it was something, something crashed, but I can't remember what it was. There was a cut scene where something crashed and we realized it was one of the guys that's in the, that's in the, uh, crowd, like observing it. Was that the steel girders? Was that what it was? Yeah. And they, 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 and, and. Kind of found out it was actually another guy that Shinada knows, another former teammate. Um, and I can't remember this guy's name, but uh, we had to we had to corner him, and they're like, "Hey, dude, what the hell?" Because he's wearing like a hard hat, so we're like, "Oh, he's he's working construction or something." So he he's got to be the guy trying to throw stuff on us. Is it Sakai? Is that his name? Sakai. Maybe I don't. I don't know. The, the guy was alive for five seconds. Yeah. If that was him, it was the it was the guy who got benched for that one epic at bat that Shinoda. Shinoda oh, had. So, 
So, so he was the replace. He uh, so Shinoda replaced him as the batter. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, he 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 tells us that yeah, it's it's definitely you were set up by the the Nagoya family. And as he's telling us this, something else falls and kills him. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So who dropped that on him? <laughs> but we need to get the hell out. Um, God, I'm I'm blanking on what's happening next here. I, I think that was the end of the chapter. Whenever he he got crushed. Um. Yep, that's the end. Is of this chapter. the big? Re- yeah, that's the end of chapter, chapter two. two. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, chapter three is the short one. That's whenever we just we had the big the big reveal. Um. Yeah, we get a phone call. Um. Uh, Milky. Uh, has been, uh, kidnapped. That's right. Um, oh, I forgot to mention in chapter two, uh, the, the acupuncture guy, the other guy who we owe money to, he's, he's actually, we used to be, that's how we found, that's how we found, uh, Monobay was because we went and visited him because he used to be the, the physical trainer for the, uh, for the, for the team. And he remembers that Monobay had left his uh, his cell phone and got really freaked out because he was like, did you look at my text and stuff like that? So we, that's when we went and pursued Monobay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Milky uh, gives us a call and sounds like she's getting kidnapped over the phone. Uh, and then while we're going to go run to help Milky, Uno calls and is like, I'm getting... Uh, accosted over here at my acupuncture place. So we have to go over to him. We leave, um, uh, Lone Shark Takazuki. Takazuki. Yeah. And, uh, he stays with, uh, acupuncture and we go to save Milky. Uh, she's at like, uh, I guess like a warehouse. It's like a junkyard warehouse looking area. Yeah. There's, or there's no lumber yard. There's no hesitation in assuming we'll end up either in a warehouse or at the docks at some point. The docks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we get there, uh, we, have to, we have to fight a few guys. Oh, no, we don't have to fight anybody. We get there and she's there tied up. And uh, while we're while we're untying her, she's, she tells uh, Shinada, I'm sorry. And then somebody hits him from behind. Now Shinada is tied up and... There's multiple people standing around us. There's four people. Milky, uh, Monobe. Is it Monobe? Monobe, yep. Yeah. The chef. The chef. And the two other people that it seems like Shinada knows, but I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I just assume they're other old teammates because there's a lot of coincidence happening around here where he keeps running into people that are his teammates. Well, no, the, the, there was like an old woman. Yeah, one one of these ones was an old woman, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who and she I'm was. And I'm just like, who, uh, yeah, but he, he acted like he knew him. And then there was an older guy, and I was just like, mm, I didn't meet these people. Maybe they were in like sub-stories that I didn't do. Yeah, could be. <clears throat> but um, they're there, and they're like, yeah. So 
you you wanted to meet the Nagoya family. Here we are. And he's like, what are you talking about? Nagoya family's a bunch of Yakuza. And they're like, no. Nagoya family's just a bunch of civilians. We took over when the when the actual Yakuza went out because we didn't want Yakuza here. So it was almost like a, a, a town conspiracy. Um, and a guy shows up uh, who definitely looks like a Yakuza. Yeah, with his crew. Yeah, with with his actual Yakuza crew. And he's like, go ahead and finish him. And you can tell Monobay doesn't want to. Yeah, a bunch of the characters make waves in that direction, right? There's at least three or four times they're like, oh, I I didn't want to have to do this. Or if only you had listened to me, I wouldn't have had to do this. You know, there's definitely some reluctance. You know, I I think they see him... Or they realize he's like a scapegoat. I don't think they have any personal reason to want to kill him at all. Yeah. But this this one guy, this Yakuza guy, he's not having any of it. And um, so they're going uh, to... Uh, was that when he said either kill him or I'll kill you? Or I'll kill him and then kill you? I can't remember. <laughs> but it, it, you know, as much as it didn't look like... Um, Takasugi was actually going to bash his finger in. I definitely thought he wasn't going to stab him if the Yakuza had, yeah, hadn't did, walked in. It did seem like it, yeah. Not that he wanted to, but he had resigned himself to the fact that he was going to have to. So the uh, the Yakuza guy takes the knife from him and is getting ready to stab him when uh, the warehouse door busts open with a forklift and there's none other than Takasugi driving Good it timing and he's like all right we're gonna get out of here and we have to fight like just regular townspeople it seems like <laughs> the rest of the nagoya clan yeah the rest of them but we're also being pursued by that that one guy i can't remember that guy's name the dude with the two pipes that we run into a million times yeah and he's super easy every time he keeps running away yep it keeps running away, and then he we have this uh, Crash Bandicoot section where we're running toward the camera, and he's on a forklift trying to run us over. Yeah, I I didn't have any... I couldn't get away from him. I couldn't he either. Knocked there me was over no way to, to avoid it. Yeah, there was no way to avoid getting hit yeah, by okay. him. But it didn't do much damage. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, uh, I, I guess I could have tried to jump around some things and cut my angles a little better, but I didn't. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't feel like I was doing that poorly to, to get ran over three times. Yeah, I don't know there. But uh, we finally fight him for the last time. He still wasn't difficult. Yeah. But yeah, we knock we knock him out. And um, there's a... We're, we're standing there uh, and we hear somebody's phone ring. And it's actually that Yakuza guy's phone. And when we go to pick it up, Manabe grabs a hold of it out of our hand. And he's talking to the person. And he's like, all right, I got to stop this. So me and you, were going to have a fight. I didn't think this boss fight was that difficult. Um, especially because... We had weapons. So there's one thing we didn't mention was how Shinada fights. Um, 
Apparently, Shinoda's really good with weapons. The game specifically says that. I kind of figured since he was a baseball player, he'd use a baseball bat. Yeah. Never used a baseball bat in this entire section. I had a weird – I don't know if this happened to you, but I had one section where I saw a baseball bat on the ground. I walked over and picked it up, and he very slowly picked it up, held it up to his face, looked at it, and then it disappeared. That sounds weird. It was very weird. Uh, probably a glitch. I never got a chance to I swing it. I experienced a glitch. <laughs> Yeah, I experienced a glitch in, in this section as well. It had, it had to do with the cutscene, mm. um, which we'll get into. But um, yeah, so we are having to fight him. Didn't find the the fight that difficult. Uh, we beat him, and we were like, "You need to tell us who you're taking orders from." I want to know right now who set this up. And he's like, fine, you want to talk to him here? And he dials the number. And when he picks it up, he hears the voice on the other end. And he's he's shocked. And, of course, like, who is it? Fujita, my old manager. Basically saying, have, have you done it? Have you, have you finished him yeah. off? Have you killed him? And we're like, oh, good. Dear old coach. He was betrayed by his whole team. Yep. So after that, uh, that's the end of chapter three, going into chapter four. Um, so we find out that uh, the next day, all of the uh, Nagoya f- family turn themselves in to the police. Um. And he's like, well, I figured out who, who's all behind it. It's, it's my old coach. I might as well give this, this masked benefactor <laughs> a call and let him know. I've solved it. And he's like, all right, I'll be there in a little bit. And he's like, all right, well, I'll go walk around for a little while. I literally take two steps out of the place and he calls me back <laughs> and I have to go back. Yeah. I, I, I like so, that whole thing. He's like, you you asked him to come over. You're like, well, I'll just go. I'll just go kill some time. I'm like, why? And then yeah, there's nothing. I don't know if it was time or if it was a number of steps, but I got to the end of the block and he's like, where are you? He's like, oh, sorry, I'll come right back. Yeah. <laughs> Again, was yeah. It, I don't know if that was meant to be comical or if there was actually an intent that you would use that time to do something. I just I don't know. They've they've done this a couple of times in Yakuza though. Yeah. I feel like it's just a leftover from like old game design. <laughs> but yeah, so we, um, masked man comes in. He says, all right, so tell me what happened. And he's like, well, the match fixing was done by my old manager. Uh, and the whole reason why was because they wanted to basically get the Tojo clan and the Omni Alliance out of the city. So that they could start their own family, which was made by civilians. And that's it. And he's like, okay, well, you've done a good job. I, I appreciate your help on this. Here's, here's the money that I promised you. One last thing. And he calls him Tatsu. And he's like, Tatsu? Nobody calls me that except people from high school. And... 
he begins to take off his disguise, takes off the hat, takes off the glasses, takes off the mask, and it's none other than Daigo Dojima. Now, of course, uh, Shinada doesn't know who Daigo Dojima is other than that kid who was in first period. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he does, he's like, I am, I'm the sixth chairman of the Tojo clan. He's like, what? They're like, yeah. You remember, I didn't graduate with you. He was looking through the yearbook trying to find a picture of him. He's like, I'm not in the yearbook. Why not? Well, I got expelled. Remember uh, when you guys were having having the, uh, the the high school championship, and uh, all the team or half the team on the other team got beat up and was sent to the hospital. That was me. He's <laughs> like, oh, so you're the reason why we went to the nationals and then got the crap beat out of us in the nationals because we actually sucked. <laughs> so match fixing before the issue with match fixing. Yeah, pretty much. So um, he's like, "Yeah, I, 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 there's more to to this than what you think. Um, there's there's a mastermind behind what actually happened here, 15 years ago, and I'm trying to figure out who it is. I have a good idea now, so I'm going to go back to Tokyo." And he's like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 you're, I'm, I'm coming with you on this. He's like, no, you're not. Enjoy your money. After this is all over, I'm going to get you reinstated in baseball. You had perfect talent. You shouldn't have wasted it away. You may not be able to be a player now, but I bet you I can get you a job as a manager. He's like, that's, that's just crap. I don't. I want to get it on my own merits. I don't want some Yakuza, you know, pulling strings to get me a job. He's like, well, that's what's going to happen. Hmm. So Shana's like, no, it's not. And he rips off his shirt. (laughs) He grabs by the shoulder and just rips. And it's not just a shirt. It's also the coat. Yeah, classic Yakuza. Me and you are going to tussle. So, Dojima... And Yakuza fashion grabs a hold of his shoulder and rips off a trench coat, three-piece suit, tie, shirt, everything in one throw. Just throws it off. Without even disrupting the pants. Yeah, no, 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 nothing like that. And, of course, you know, we're sitting, we're we're going to have a fight. We're going to have a fight. Which I I was kind of grinning at this part because I'm like, all right, you know, this is clearly kind of a cool boss fight. At least, you know, not necessarily anything about the execution of the fight, but just the fact that these two are fighting each other is kind of funny, kind of, at least in, you know, in Shinada's world, it, it's kind of an epic fight. Yeah. I mean, you've got a, a, a ex-professional baseball player fighting the leader of one of the biggest gangs of Tokyo, <laughs> so, yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, uh, this fight, this fight wasn't necessarily hard. I did use a few healing items on it. Um, he did have this move where he would just counter whatever you did. Yeah. Luckily it was well telegraphed, but it was well telegraphed yet. I threw a punch every friggin' time. (laughs) 
I was like, why am I throwing punches? I know what he does when he when he holds his hands up like that, but I did anyway. This was the fight when I realized I had an infinite lead pipe in my inventory. From the very beginning? Yep. Yeah. I hadn't used it in any fight really until this one because I had a little bit of trouble at first. And then I was like, oh, I actually have this weapon. It's not going to break. And then didn't have too much problem with him. I just had to make sure not to swing into his open hands. Um, did require a fair amount of dodging, but I felt like some of the fights in this last section were somewhat long because it was hard to get long combos going, but they were, you know, it was very easy to get one or two hits in, but hard to get like really heavy hits in. So, I felt like a, yeah. a number of fights, this one included, just kind of took a while. Yeah. So after beating Daigo, Daigo agrees, okay, we'll go to Camarocho together. So uh, we go and, I guess, get on a train. And ha- there was a few nice funny moments where... He's like, he pays for a, a drink and he tells him to keep the change. And he's like, oh man, I'm rich now. <laughs> it's nice, it's nice be, being friends with the Yakuza boss. And everybody's looking at him. He's like, would you shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> I am undercover, sir. I'm trying to stay undercover here. Um, and, uh, Shinada is reading the local paper and he sees a article that is completely disturbing to him. And he throws down the paper and he's like, I gotta go do something. Going without me, I will. I will meet you as soon as I can. And he's like, what, what's going on? Newspaper article shows that, uh, uh, his old, his old manager, uh, Fujita has actually switched teams and has went to the giants, getting the whatever. And he, he has a revelation. I know who's also a part of this. It all makes sense now. So he goes to the Wyvern's baseball stadium. And he finds the guy that he knew. Now, we didn't mention him. I should have mentioned him, but I he, he was only mentioned in the first chapter of this. Uh, we run into Sawada. Now, Sawada was the pitcher for the Gigants 15 years ago whenever Shinada hit that homer off of him. And he's like, now it makes sense. You and my old manager were in cahoots with each other because you can't really do a match fix with one team unless you get the whole team to lose and if you did that it would look pretty suspicious right yeah so he had to have somebody on the other team helping him and it had to be you who better than the pitcher you know the closing pitcher but I forged your plans and you went with it anyway. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, he's like, yeah, you, you figure it all out. 
He pulls out a gun. He's like, but uh, you're not going to leave this. You're not going to leave this uh, stadium alive. Yeah, you're the, you're the one person that knows too much. Yep. And then he also reveals that the 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 original family that everybody thought took over the town after the Tojo and the the Omni Alliance left was just a front for an actual Yakuza family. I'm like, what? Like, wait a minute. Like, why? Why do we even have to have this? I what was the name of the, the actual Yakuza family? Uh, the, the Kuroha? The Kuroha family? Yeah, I thought they said it was uh, a faction within the Omni, Alli- Omni Alliance. The Omni Alliance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the only thing I could remember was like it was part of the Omni Alliance. And I'm just like, okay... So, the Omni, I guess, successfully got the Tojo out by pretending. And the rest, the rest of the Alliance that they didn't want around because it was kind of a, a sliver. Yeah. So, okay. So, one of the, the, I guess, the head guy of that family is there. And he has a gun on, mm-hmm. on him. Um, but, uh, Sawada, before he pulls the trigger, does a little hand signal. And, uh, I guess, uh, he, he, he got the signal. So when he gets ready to shoot, he hits the deck. And it, the bullet passes by him and hits the Yakuza guy. And I, I guess kills him. I don't know. You had to get shot in the head in this game to die. Yeah, they kind of gloss over it. Yeah. So after that betrayal, the rest of the family comes out and they're like, "Okay, well, I'm going to we're going to take out the batter and the pitcher." So we have a big fight with all these guys. The one thing I have to say, and this is the one thing that that irked me. So what I had a gun why didn't he start shooting guys that came out of the dugouts? <laughs> I was just like, you could you could take out like nine guys here. Yeah, that's true. No, no, we don't know where the gun went. Now we're just fist fighting. I mean, counterpoint: lots of people in this in this game, like when you walk into a corridor, have guns, and nobody seems to die from getting shot. This is very so, true. Weak guns in this world. And the very weak guns in this world. So we have a big fight with all these guys. I didn't find this difficult at all. There was some nice, like teammate moves where you could, you could, uh, uh, you know, hit people back and forth, kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, after beating all these guys up, Shinada's like starts cleaning up the 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 baseball diamond. He's dragging bodies off, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well." I want to settle one thing. I've been waiting 15 years to see if I could actually recreate what I did <laughs> and hit that home run off of you. So they pull out, they pull out a bunch of balls and bats and they're doing the exact same thing. He throws a uh, curveball after curveball. He's fouling them out every time. Just like he did in the original at bat. Yep. And then he uh, 
gets that sixth and final uh pitch cracks it again we actually have to hit this one we have to we have to do a uh quick time event i thought they were going to make us use the thing from the batting cage where you had to like that's what i was yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. but now and we uh we hit the home run and he's like i threw a curveball on that one i threw a fastball the first time how'd you know he's like i've been waiting on that curveball for 15 years which was kind of a ridiculous and funny way to end this section for me yeah like all the death all the you know ex- exiled for life and the only thing he cares about is whether he could actually you know wh- whether that hit was real whether you know who was better between these two it's quite the rivalry and he was he asked me he's like so did you actually steal our signs or no and he's like i never stole the signs i just studied everybody I watched everybody's games, watched how you pitched, and it wasn't about if you were going to throw a fastball or a curveball. It was just how I read you. It just goes to show that you not have just had pure talent. Yep. And so that's, I guess that's technically the 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 end of. Um, this section, but I continued watching because there was a cutscene afterwards. Did you get this cutscene, Matt? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Vegeta, the old manager, he's sitting at his desk, and he's writing up a writing up a resignation letter, basically detailing everything that happened. And there's a, another person there. Um. We never see the person's face. Yeah, conveniently, he hides a piece of paper in front of it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm turning this in. It's going to be in the front page tomorrow. So I guess this is the end of my baseball career. And as he's talking, the dude pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. (laughs) So you know he's dead. So you know he's dead. He's dead. And then he takes the paper and sets it on fire and then walks out. And that's the end of it. It goes into the next section, which is part five, the finale. I did like, was it when they were on the mound, um, Sawada and Shinada, that they were talking about um, Fujita's plan? And the reason he threw the fastball at the end. So not only did these two have this kind of everlasting desire to know who was actually better, but I like that little twist of Fujita's. Like, he's embedded in this, he's match-fixing, but the one last act he wanted to do before he stepped down was to see, like, these two pure talents go at it. And so that's why he wanted him to throw a fastball so that it would be hitter talent versus pitching talent, see who comes out on top, and he would at least get yeah. one moment of pure baseball before he was done. That's right. I thought that was kind of a n- nice little nice little send-off. Yeah. Yep. So I I have a theory. The guy pulling the strings is the cop. Do, do we not know this? 
Yeah, it's been a little bit of a Yakuza staple, right? Yeah, I I really do think it's the detective. He has been in it a suspiciously small amount, but just enough to make sure he's there in the background. He's always there. Yeah. That's how I feel about any kind of like who done it. Like it's not it's not the person that you're that they set up to be the you know the suspicious person. It's usually somebody who they bring up and then they clear early, and then they hang around and then. You know, they they weren't cleared in in the end anyway. I don't know. I feel like he's just he's hanging around the periphery just enough to make him still suspicious. They showed his his mouth while he was lighting the paper on fire, and I was like, "That looks like that guy's mustache." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I I am I am ninety eight percent sure that that was the cop that did that. And but we'll see. Do you think Majima factors more into the story? He must, right? I, I would assume so, but I don't think Majima's in on this. No, I don't think he is. But, I, you know, he was there in the early chapter as a supposed death. Then, you know, we know he's alive. Yeah. We find his ex-wife. I, I think he's kind of pulling what Dojima did. Investigating? I think he, 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 yeah, he went off the radar to to investigate what's going on. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me. I, I still really love that scene earlier on when when he was talking about just, you know, aging and he doesn't have the skills that that he used to and it being a a, a leader in the yakuza, a young man's game. Yeah. It's just, it's still so weird to me that it felt like such a strong theme for the first section of the game. You know, many characters kind of self-reflecting and, you know, maybe self-doubting a little bit. And then this game's just gotten, it's so different every every section. Yeah. There's, there. I mean, in, we, we didn't even mention the whole, everybody's got their little, you know, quirk. You know, Kiryu drives a taxi, Sajima goes hunting, Haruka's doing idle stuff, Shinada's all about batting practice, basically. Yeah, I didn't do... That's a thing I would like to go back and do. Like, there was a whole glimpse of what you could do in this section about, like, upgrading your batting equipment and... Yeah. You know, almost like a whole little, like, RPG element of gearing your character up, and I, I didn't even give it another second thought, really. No, but I will say this. Anytime I had to hit a home run, I had to do it twice. (laughs) I hit it on the first friggin' swing. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was just like, man, I guess the show has really taught me how to play baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Timing is tight. Yeah, my timing is very tight. But, uh, but yeah, I I just, I don't know. I, I, I know what the, one of the big things you do in Yakuza 6. And it has to do with baseball. Mm. From what I understand, Kiryu actually runs a baseball team. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think you manage a baseball team to the point where you're getting players. Because I saw, it was it was a few years ago, I saw a tweet that somebody put, and it was just a screenshot of Kiryu talking to somebody. And the, they said, this is the most Yakuza line I've ever seen. And it was Kiryu telling a guy, 
I'll get you the squid, but if I do, you have to join my baseball team. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds like Yakuza. Yep. Which is good timing. So, yeah. Mets are on fire, so this love of baseball came at just the right time. So I know. You guys are, you're, you're, you're smacking the crap out of my Braves there. There was like a, what, a four-game series where we only won one? Yeah. <laughs> Oof, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but... You know, I know, I've been watching a lot of it lately. So this whole like these characters, like their everlasting love of baseball, I'm like, oh, this is good timing. Yeah, I figured you would love this section. Yeah, I did. I, I, this this was a really good section for me. I I enjoyed the lightheartedness of it. I enjoyed kind of the baseball theme. I enjoyed the reasonably straightforward mystery of I'm he he needs to go back and figure out what happened 15 years ago to get him exiled. Like that's a nice clear goal for the section I found it refreshing to have a new character that that had nothing to do with the Yakuza you know yeah this is just some random dude yep and also you know he was kind of a a fun character that kind of lovable loser racking up these deaths everywhere like I don't know he's just just kind of a likable likable section I didn't mind it but we do have an email because they're from Dustin and it's titled, Going, Going, Back, Back to Kamu Kamu Rocho Rocho. It says, Greetings and Salutations, Comrades. Were you guys as bored as me at this part? <laughs> I actually started hating this game during this part. I think the theme of this game has been bloat. Every part, except for maybe Kiryu's, had long and boring sections that don't really matter to the overall plot of this game. Part 4 is no exception, but instead of getting a good nugget of info, usually at the end, this part didn't add much to it. Could have just left this entire section out, honestly. I couldn't believe they gave Shinada his own rip my shirt off fight. <laughs> <laughs> the dude doesn't even have a sweet tattoo. Then this washed up baseball horn dog beats the crap out of the patriarch of the Tojo clan? What the hell? Man, Dojima is a bitch. <laughs> Questions. Is Majima alive? I would say definitely. Yes. Who is orchestrating all these events happening around Japan? Well, I kind of already said that. I think it's the cop. Have we met the final boss yet? Once again, yes, it's the cop. Which clan will prevail? Tojo or Omni? I don't know. He's beat this game at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, that's a good question. I would say Tojo, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say that the Omni Alliance because that sets up the epic comeback for Game Six. Possibly. Uh, will the concert happen without any hitches? I would say probably not. <laughs> <laughs> will Haruka become one of Japan's premier idols? I will say for a time, but she's going to go back to the orphanage. Yeah, I can see that. Does she make it there or does say, she stay there? That's two different questions. Yeah. Maybe she turns will her back Kiryu, on it at the last moment and gives up her dream to go back and lead the orphanage. I could see that too. Or she does it once, gets enough money to build out the orphanage and keep it going indefinitely. Yeah, makes enough money just to, just to raise the kids. Yep. 
will Harka, or excuse me, uh, will Kiryu return to the clan? Which clan? Tojo, Omni, or a new one? Oh. Does he start his own family? It seems like he was kind of doing that yeah. at the end of his section. Yeah, I could see Anyway, that. can't wait to unload all my thoughts on this game next week, Dustin. All right. Thank you for that email, Dustin. Yeah, I don't disagree. It, it does feel like there's a fair amount of bloat in this game. Yeah. And this is exactly one of those sections where it definitely feels like it could have been cut unless something... You know, unless Shinada is important in the last section or even the next game. It's one of those ones where I can't really judge the value of this until I know how the story unfolds. Sure. Because it, it, it's a little that, bit like his origin story, right? I feel like it, yeah. In fact, I bet you, I, you know what's going to happen? I bet you, I'm willing to bet you a million bucks this is what's going to happen. Because I know that, that Kiryu runs a baseball team in Yakuza 6. Shinada's going to be the manager. Mm. Kiryu's going to be the owner. Shinado be the manager. I can see that. He he gets his dream, dream come true. Yep. And he, He's still in baseball. He didn't have to have it given to him by... Well, I mean, maybe in that scenario it is still given to him by Yakuza. Yeah, true. Ex-Yakuza. Yeah, <laughs> unless he's back. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming... I don't know how many parts... Are in this finale, I'm assuming four, four, four chapters. I could be wrong, but I would, I would say that we're going to end up playing as every character that we've played as so far. Yeah. Which can be fun if they do it right. Not yeah. Opposed to it. Yeah. Do you think we will have another rooftop fight with all of our characters? Yes. Okay. Will there be a big pile of money <laughs> <laughs> and a ticking time bomb? And a time bomb. And a helicopter. I I know there'll be a helicopter. But, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. Um, if you'd like to send an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I'm at DMO Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, we're going to finish this up next week. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up and then move on to the sinking city. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. And then we'll go on to Yakuza 6, I guess. Which I'm, I'm excited to, to lay cure you to rest, if you will. It's been a journey. It has. It most certainly has. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with the conclusion to Yakuza 5. <laughs> <laughs>